Thank you for listening to our weekly Baylife Church podcast. Make sure you visit our website, baylifechurch.org.au, where you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes so that you'll never miss another message. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. Thank you. Wow, 50 years. Put your hand up if you're 19. Any 19-year-olds in the room? 19? 19, okay. There's a few, a few dreamers. Wait a sec. Wait a second. There is a 19-year-old in the room. I think it's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Corey. We also have another birthday in the room. Where's Ian? Over here. 19 times two or three? <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> um, happy birthday, guys. We uh, we uh, will sing happy birthday. 96 today. Wow, you're looking good for 96. Well done. <laughs> Wow, 50 years, guys. Congratulations. That is absolutely inspiring. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, don't all wives. I think, I, think all wives, I think all wives need medals. I think they do. Uh, putting up with their, their other children, the, uh, you know, the husbands of the family. They, um, they're great. Um, hey, baptisms are on this afternoon, and we would love for you guys to come. Um, it is an amazing celebration, and I think it's you know one of the one of the biggest steps that we can take in our Christian walk is to stand up in front of our church community and stand up in front of our family and friends and say, "Hey, this inward decision that I've made, I'm going to make it a public declaration that I'm a Christian." And um, it's such an amazing thing that we can be you know fully immersed in water and be able you know that sim- that, that that symbolic thing of, you know, going down as our old self and coming up fresh and anew as a new creation. So I want to encourage you, if you haven't been water baptized and you've been thinking about it, come and have a chat with me or Pastor Greg straight after the service. It's not scary. It's not weird. It's just the next step. It's just what we do um, as Christians. Um, You know, we're we're reading about it today in Acts 2, um, you know, as soon as people made that decision to follow Jesus. They went and got baptized. It's just the next step. And I just want to encourage you, if there's something in you like, oh, I'm not sure, come and chat with me and we can uh, help you out with that. Three o'clock, Fisherman's Bay. I'd love to see us all there to celebrate our church family getting baptized today. Is that cool? Come on. Okay, well, this is um, a, another part of vision. Another part of our church vision. This is one of the most important, crucial parts of our church. And today, I'm going to be talking about life groups. I'm going to be talking about the power of community. And Greg preached a great message last Sunday um, about blessing our community, about how we can be a blessing to our community. And if you remember those, those, those I think it was five five steps of bless. It was, it was begin, it was listen, eat, serve, and then share. Is that right, Pastor Greg? Yes. Come on. <laughs> um, so um, I was listening. I took notes, and I, and I saw the uh, Instagram post after the service too. Um, but blessing our community is so important for us to be a blessing to our community. It's so important for us to be a blessing to each other. And I think this message today is a practical application, another, another way that we can bless our community through life groups. 
This is, a, this is a practical step that we do as a church. You know, the reason we do life groups isn't just because they're a good idea and because, you know, it's what all the other churches do. That's not why we do life groups. The reason why we do life groups here at church is because we believe that it's where you are going to grow the most. We believe that it's where you are going to find community. We believe that it's where you are going to be able to be prayed for, to be able to get to know Jesus more, to be able to um, do life with each other. And it's so important as a church that we, and remember the church, it's not the building, we are the church, that we commit to life groups. So, there are seven, roughly around, it just goes up every second, 7.8 billion people in the world. That's a lot of people. 7.8 billion people in the world. And it shouldn't feel lonely, should it? With 7.8 billion people in the world, we shouldn't be lonely. But I'm not sure if you know this, that right now is the biggest lonely epidemic that has ever existed. That the number one thing in life that, 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 people, that, we, that we hear people over and over and over and over again is that they're lonely. So how can that be? There's 7.8 billion people in the world. Surely you can find one friend. Or... A rock when you know we were younger, or you know a teddy bear, or whatever that was. But we face the biggest lonely loneliness epidemic that has ever hit the planet. And why is this? You know why is this? I think you know there's lots of reasons for this, and you know one of them is that we are the most connected digital, di- digitally that we've ever been, ever. That the generation that grows up now will not know what it's like to live without a phone in their hand. They have no idea what it would be like to live without technology at their fingertips. We are more connected now than we have ever, 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 ever been digitally. But we are more disconnected (laughs) socially than we have ever been. You know, and I think the reason is, is because, you know, yeah, I've got a thousand friends on Facebook, but how many people do I actually have in my life? You know, it's easy to get wrapped up in our own lives, in the busyness of the world. It's easy to get, to get wrapped up and we don't really take the time to get to really know others. And the way that we get to know others now is, hey, how you doing? Oh, so good to see you. Hey, what's your name? Awesome. Let us know what your Insta handle is so I can follow you or like you on Instagram or Facebook or Snapchat or whatever it is. And we'll become friends through following someone's Instagram handle. <laughs> you know nothing about the person. All you get then is to see their highlight reel of life. It's awesome. You get to meet someone and then you get to find out how amazing their life is because you get their highlight reel and it's like, wow, that person must be doing so well in life. Look at all those amazing photos they put up. Oh, look at all those filters and all the amazing things that happen in their life. But they could be also the most lonely person <laughs> that you've ever met. And you know what's scary is that this can actually happen at church. <laughs> this can happen right here 
at church. That we mingle after church and we have this, the, the, you know, we have the, you know, how good's the weather chat. <laughs> you know, what a great day to be alive. The weather's amazing. Oh, it's sunny outside. It's raining today. It's windy today. Oh, it's a bit cold. <laughs> it's amazing how well that we can let other people know what the weather's doing. <laughs> how was your week? It was great. So good. What'd you do? Oh, not much. <laughs> Yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing this afternoon? Oh, I'm not sure. Probably, you know, just go get some lunch. Cool. <laughs> You're all laughing because you do this every single week at church. And we go through the after service time and you know, or in the lunchroom or whatever it is. But how many of us have authentic community? that we do life with? How many of us have people that we do life with? You know, here's the deal, that God didn't intend for us to live in isolation. No one, I love this, this saying that no one's meant to be an island. You know, Australia is the greatest country in the world, and we're an island, but we are not meant to be an island. We are not meant to be isolated as humans. We are not meant to do life by ourselves. That God specifically designed us to crave and thrive in relationship with others. That we crave and thrive in relationship with others. And I believe that we're our best when we, are, when we experience life's highs and life's lows with one another. You know, let's go back to the, to the start in Genesis 2 that God created everything. That he created, you know, all the animals and he created the, the heavens and the earth. He created man and the world was formed and it was very good on day six. It was very good. And then we rested. And then, you know, God said, oh, Adam, man, you're lonely. Let me just get all the wild animals and come, and come and name them all. Imagine the process of naming all the animals. He is a very creative man. <laughs> Hippopotamus. That's a good one. Cow. <laughs> I'll stop. <laughs> I'll stop. But he named all the animals. But still, there was no fit for man. So what did God do? He put Adam to sleep and he formed woman from him. And I believe that God, it, God did this. I know God did this because he knew that Adam would have sucked by himself. <laughs> he, he would have. And also... That was the end. <laughs> that was the end of life as we know it. <laughs> if you're under year six, I'll talk to you about that another day. But it was, it was the end of life as we know it. It was, it was impossible for the world, for us to be here today without woman. We'll get into that another day. You know, we all need community. 
And we're not meant to do life alone. I believe as Christians, it's so important that we don't do our Christianity alone. We need community. Whether you're single or you're married, you need community. Everyone needs it. You know, in Acts 2, I love reading Acts. Acts is so, such an exciting book to read. If you want to read an exciting book, read Acts. It was the start of the church. The start of the church as, as, as we know it today. You know, it was, it was 50 days after Jesus had rose from the dead, risen from the dead. And on this day, you know, before this, you know, Jesus ascended into heaven. And he's like, hey, just wait in this room because I'm going to come and bring something even better. And 50 days after, you know, Jesus rose from the dead, lived, you know, for 40 more days. And then 10 days after he ascended, this amazing event happened in Acts 2. And it's the day of Pentecost. It's the day that the Holy Spirit came and empowered us and the church was born. On that day, you know, the dude that couldn't even tell a young girl, you know, Peter that couldn't even tell a young girl a few weeks before that Jesus, that he knew Jesus, stood up and preached the message and 3,000 people were saved on that day. It's incredible. This is the start of the church, day one. And what happened in Acts 2.42, this is an explanation of what they did. They said that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All believers were together and had everything in common. Picture this. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number Daily, those who are being saved. Let's picture this. 3,000 people come to know Christ. They, they all come together. You know, there's some people selling fields and there's people selling possessions. Like, hey, we're going we're gonna to do this. We're going we're gonna to come together. We're going to meet together every single day. And we're going to break bread together every single day as the church. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna fellowship together. And then we're going to go to the temple courts. And we're going to evangelize because that's where everyone is. And we're going to go to the temple courts. We're going to tell more people about Jesus. And then we're going to gather again in our houses. We're going to meet and we're going to break bread together. We're going to encourage each other. And then this happened and happened. And the church just started to expand across the world. It started to explode. And today, I don't believe that it should be any different. (laughs) I don't believe that it should be any different. Maybe that we're not going to be practically able to gather together every single day and break bread. I know that the world was so different thousands of years ago. But the principle of meeting together, breaking bread, and then together going and evangelizing to the world and tell them about Jesus, (laughs) I still believe today that that is the plan that God has for the church. Amen? That we are the church. This building is not. The building's amazing. 
But you know what? If a crazy natural disaster came or someone ate a bat, I don't know, the church can get shut down in a second. This building, we, we, you know, it can be gone. <laughs> it can be. We've seen it this year. Someone ate a bat, we couldn't come to church. And you should have seen the church, you know, the, the, there's percentages of over 30% of the church not coming back. 30% of people, this isn't happening in this church, praise God, but there's churches where over 30% of the people aren't coming back to church. It's because they thought it was a building, and once they couldn't come to the building, oh, well, we mustn't do that anymore. <laughs> you know, we are the church, and we're called to meet together, encourage each other together weekly, daily, whenever we can to stir one another up to go to see this community come to know Christ. Amen? We have so many life groups. This is a little practical thing for us, a little bit of a life group. Um, these are all our life groups that we have in church. So Lynn runs every single one of them. No, she doesn't. It's a joke. <laughs> so, so, no, it's Sasha. Sasha's, no, she doesn't. So we have Lynn. So we have ladies' life groups. These are, these are just all the life groups. I'm just going to go through all the life groups in church. I don't know everything about them all. The information's there. Best thing about we have technology in our hand. You can take a photo of them, but they're also um, going to be up the back on our life group um, stand. And there's also a folder with all the life groups in it as well. If you want a life group to come to, let me know. So we have ladies. Uh, they meet in the day, Tuesdays, on fortnightly, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. here at church, and they always bring up leftovers to the office. So thank you so much, ladies, for that. Um, sister to Sister, that is um, on a fortnightly basis, Tuesday night, and um, that's for the anyone can go. Anyone can go. If you can't go on the day, you can go at night, which is cool. Sasha runs that one. It's here up in the office, um, up at church. And um, my wife goes to that one, and uh, she tells me how amazing it is every week, so, um, or every fortnight. Let's go to the next ones. Men's, we have uh, men's coffee here on a weekly basis. Um, Big Mick makes the coffee. Caroline makes these phenomenal croissants with these cheese and mustard, and it's like, mm, bait, what is it, ham or whatever it's on? Incredible. <laughs> Once again, there's always leftovers, and you bring them up to the office. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Keep that up. Um, but the men, the men have an amazing group. Amazing. Like I was just down here the other day, and there was I think it was at least fifteen um, of of the guys, and you know I was the youngest one in the room. Um, so, um, so uh, you know, if if you are free on Wednesdays weekly. Anyone, any man is welcome to go to that, so make sure that you do that. We have also men's um, life group, um, which happens on weekends during the term. And this is just like we have like men's events and um, Rob Gibbo runs them. I think there's one Saturday the 20th. Saturday the 20th, men are meeting here at church. Um, we've had some amazing men's events. Phenomenal. We've had the fire engines called. Um, we've, we've had flares blowing up into the sky. We've had cars racing around. This all happened when the McKinnons joined our church. It's weird. I'm not, I'm not sure why. But amazing men's groups that we have. And um, I'm going to get onto that in a second. I'm so glad that the McKinnons are here because I want to have fun. Um, let's go to the next one. <laughs> 
We have young adults. We have, yes, young adults, Hannah and Lockie are starting young adults. Is it starting, started? Tomorrow night. Come on, where are we tomorrow night? Your place. Oh, your place is beautiful, by the way. Um, Hannah and Lockie's place, young adults, get there. Link in to young adults. Youth, we have lots of connect. You hear about them all the time. We'll go to the next one. Um, we have Graham and Anne run a social group. And uh, they, they go all to, they go bowling and they go to the club, they go to Morpeth. Um, I think they did laser tag the other, paintball, they all run around playing paintball the other day. You know, I think they're jumping out of planes in a few weeks, um, which is going to be, which is going to be great. So uh, this is, um, this is the, the, the monthly first Wednesday of the month. And um, yeah, make sure that if, if you're free and you want to join along and tag along, Come along with these guys. We just want to do life together. Triathlon. Come on now. Yes. I love it. Are you going to sit on front or are you going to push? How's it going to work? <laughs> All right. Um, we have, I've got to get through this, I've got to preach. Um, we have our, um, by heart, by hand is, by heart and hand is going to be a craft group that's starting. And uh, it just started, which is awesome. So um, Bronnie and Adele are running that, and uh, that's an amazing one. We have midweek life groups. Uh, Lois and Phil um, run that one, and that is on a Thursday fortnight at their house. Uh, young families, we run them throughout the term. Have you got young kids? Uh, all we do is hang out on that one, I promise. Kids are running everywhere. We're just trying to do a head count to make sure we haven't lost any kids. So um, Rachel and Clinton um, are heading that one up, which is which is cool. Uh, we have Bible College on a Wednesday night. So if you want to, uh, or it's not actually Bible College. What do we call it? Bible College Life Group. So they they go, they do like a Bible study um, on this. If you want to learn more about the Bible, get, you know, um, more in-depth conversation around the Word, this is a great one. They do this one on Zoom, which is cool. So you can do it from your house, um, which is awesome. So make sure that if you're free on a Wednesday fortnight, 6.30, jump online, talk to Neil. We have the maintenance crew. These guys make our church shine. So if you've got any time um, on a Thursday morning every week, these guys are here and, you know, they're painting and they're, you know, they're doing whatever needs to be done. Um, amazing. They just are the most handy guys. And girls, you're more than welcome to come as well. All right. Um, so I know that um, we do all that. Ian is here. On What day are you here? Every Thursday as well. So Ian does all of our lawns and, you know, mulching and all that stuff. We'll keep moving. Come along if you're free. Cooking Capers is an amazing one as well. They cook food and, um, you know, this is an amazing outreach to our community, Cooking Capers. We have meals that when people are in need, we have these so that we can give away to people. We, we give away so many meals every single year and it's an amazing blessing. Um, and, I, you know, I'm sure every, so many people here would have had a meal. So, um Make sure that if you're free, come along and help with that. Lynn will let you know. We have the prayer team that's here on Mondays. Um, if you're passionate about prayer, go and talk to Warwick and Caroline, and I'll let you know about it. And we have a ladies' book club. So um, you have to be 55 plus. So I'll be, well, I'll never be allowed to go because I'm not a lady, but um, 55 plus uh, fortnightly, and they read books. <laughs> so um, <laughs> that's good. I, I listen to books, and um, which is good. All right, so they're all the life groups that we have in our church. I just wanted to give a quick overbrief of what they are. But the reason I'm doing this is because I want us as a church 
you know, I, I want to I let you know something. That, you know, as you know, that, you know, we've made an announcement in, you know, in a few months' time that we'll be coming Hope You See, and it's so exciting. And we actually have some family from Hope You See, Charmy up the back. Thanks for joining us here today. Um, but, um, you know, myself and Tristan are going to be, you know, taking on the lead role at this church. And we're so excited about it. And the number one focus, I just want to let you know, that we're going to have is life groups. You're going to be getting asked to be in life groups left, right, and center. We're going to be, you know, Lois runs our, our heads up, our, our life groups. But we are so, um, we know that when we as a church get involved in a life group, get connected and do life in a life group, that it's the best thing for you. I get life's busy. I get that we have so much on. But I want us as a church to commit to making a decision to say, you know what, this year, I'm going to try, I'm going to do more than try. I'm going to commit to getting to a life group this year because I want to grow in my relationship with God, with others. If you want to start a life group, let me know. Let Lois know. We can make that happen as well. Maybe you have like a passion to do something that you can get other people along to do. Let us know. We'll do it. Here's three quick points and then I'll finish. The reason, the power of community. Number one, community is encouraging. We can encourage in life groups and we can be encouraged. Encouragement is one of the most important things that we can have in our life. That I say this a lot, but encouragement is like water to a plant. That if a plant doesn't get water, it dies. I believe the same for us as humans, that if we aren't encouraged, often our spirit starts to die. And it's so important that we can be encouraged by one another. At the same time, we can be encouragers. You know, being, being in community gives us a chance to be around people at different stages of their faith journey. You know, in Galatians, it talks about that they, um, they bear their burden along with them. You know, that we can help each other in community and encourage each other in the stuff that we're going through. Give us a wave if you've never been through anything in life. <laughs> Give us a wave if you felt like you've had to do it by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes that it's not if, but it's when. <laughs> Something happens in life. We can't control this stuff. But I know that when I'm connected in community, that there's others that carry the burden with me and help me, and encourage me in what I'm going through. That we do that together. You know, we can learn from each other. That, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're created to be in this type of relationship. It's kind of like, you know, we can be a Barnabas to someone. We can be a friend to someone in a community. That we can pursue a poor. That we can find someone to be mentored from. That we can maybe... Train a Timothy. That there's all levels for us to grow within life group. That we can be a friend. We can find someone to help us grow. And we can also train and equip someone else. You know, this is the power of community. That by ourselves, we only know what I know. On my own, I'm only as good as me. But in community... I believe that it's like a team that we're as good 
as the people around us because they lift us up and they help us perform and they help us get through seasons in life that are tough. Hebrews 10, 24, 25, and says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on to the love of good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another all the more as you see the day approaching. I reckon that day's coming. Let's make sure that we're in community because we need to be encouraged and we need to be encouragers. Second thing I want to encourage us this morning in is that community is fun. It's so important that we have fun in life. <laughs> Seriously. I, nothing against the Catholic Church. I grew up in the Catholic Church. <laughs> I was an altar boy. I got fired from being an altar boy. <laughs> you, you, can, you can clap that. I don't know many people that have been fired from being an altar boy. <laughs> I, I didn't drink the wine, no. Um, <laughs> that was my favourite part of the service, watching the priest scull the rest of the wine at the end of the communion. Though. <laughs> Cheers. To, stop. Stop. Okay. We need to have fun as Christians. That I believe that being a Christian is so serious. And it's such a serious thing for every person because it means eternity, right? Christianity is so important. And it's so important that we take it seriously. Christianity is not a joke. Christianity is the answer to this world. It's the answer to humanity. But I think sometimes Christians take ourselves a little serious. And we take ourselves (laughs) that we can, I don't know, that, I do know that I'm going to have fun pastoring a church, but be so committed to seeing people come to know Christ. That is is the number one most important thing. But if we can't have fun along the way, I don't think we're going to see the fruit (laughs) that we're really believing for. You know, community should never feel boring. It should be the opposite. You know, Psalms talks about how good and pleasant it is when people live together in unity. It's good and it's pleasant. It's pleasing when we come together in community. You know, our culture says that Christianity is a boring religion. Talk to the next generation. That's what they say. (laughs) They're the ones that we need to reach, right? Because in 20 years' time, if we don't reach them, this isn't going to exist. (laughs) It's just facts. You see that happening in churches all across the world, shutting down church after church after church after church, vacant. Because the next generation isn't coming through. If we want to attract the next generation, we've got to make sure that we're having fun doing it along the way. And I just want to encourage us in life groups that, you know, you know, Bible is so important and it's important that we're hanging out and it's important that we're meeting. But I want to encourage our life group leaders. Let's get creative in ways that we can also do life group and put, put some fun in it at the same time. I love laughter. 
is one of the best things that we can do. You know, I want to go to a life group where I know that I'm going to laugh, that it's going to be fun, that there's going to be, you know, some, some joking going on. But, <laughs> but exactly, go to the men's group. But at the same time, we can be serious in getting to know God more. That's what I was saying. That's why I love that, you know, when the McKinnons did join our church, it was so fun. It still is. <laughs> but it's so fun when they're around because they just love having fun. It's what we want in life. It's not, I'm not saying they're the only ones, but they're the ones that definitely have caused fun in life groups. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> the last thing I want to encourage us, and this is the one that I'm super, super passionate about, that community attracts the Holy Spirit. I'll say that again. Community attracts the Holy Spirit. This one excites me a lot. Because the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is present Whenever believers gather together. Whenever believers gather together, that's where the Holy Spirit is. And I am so excited to see a move of the Holy Spirit through our community. As I said, a great example of this before was in the early church of Acts. They made a habit of meeting together, eating together, worshipping together. And as a result, the Lord added to their numbers daily. You know, when we gather together in life groups, the Bible promises that the Holy Spirit is with us. You know, I want to hear testimonies in life groups of people being prayed for. And then on a Sunday... We share the testimony about the healing that happened <laughs> because we prayed for one another and believed together for God to move in that person's life. You know, I want to hear testimonies about someone going through a tough time and, you know, that they're, that they're struggling and that as a life group, we get together and we pray. In the power of the Holy Spirit, we see breakthrough in that person's life. And there's a testimony that we can share. Because the believers gathered together in homes and prayed and believed that God was going to move. That as life groups, that we're praying for our community. That we get hungry to not just have our community, but we have other people joining our community. Just like in the book of Acts, they didn't join the community at the temple. They joined the community in the houses <laughs> daily. You know, I want to hear testimonies of people giving their lives to Jesus at life group midweek or whenever that is. And then on a Sunday, they turn up to church. <laughs> we can do that. They don't need to be in church to hear a pastor preach to invite them to know Jesus. We can do that. And they can make that decision in your home, wherever you are. What an amazing opportunity to say, hey, we're just having dinner tonight. Do you want to come around? It's a lot easier than saying, hey, I'm going to a building that you've never been before. And we do actions that you have no idea why we're doing them. And we say words that you have no idea what they mean. 
but I would love for you to come. (laughs) We can do that too. But imagine that we can build community in our houses, in our homes. We all know people that don't know Jesus. And just as Pastor Greg shared amazingly last week, this is the practical application of being able to bless our community. You know, just to finish off, just as we stand to our feet. I remember a story about a move of God that happened in Adelaide. A move of God that birthed the church that we know today as Planet Shakers. So there's this guy named Russell Evans, and he was a youth pastor at his dad's church called Paradise Church. And this guy, Russell, went to this youth camp and the Spirit of God moved. And God dropped on his heart this idea to birth a church called Planet Shakers. Anyway, there was this amazing revival spirit that was happening at the camp. When they got back from camp, they continued services for one day. They met the next day. They met the next day. And they met the next day. These are all night rallies. They met the next day, met the next day. And they met the next day again. And they did this for six weeks. For six weeks, they met every single night together. And the testimonies and the salvation and the move of God that happened because they made a decision to meet together, birth the church that today reaches hundreds of thousands of people across the globe every single year. You know, I'm not saying that we're going to have a six-week service, okay? <laughs> but I want to give us an encouragement about the power of meeting together. Because when we meet together, the Holy Spirit is here. And the Holy Spirit wants to move. And it happens here on a Sunday, but it can also happen, and it will happen, and it's going to happen in our life groups as well. So this morning, I just want to pray for life groups this year. I want to pray for you. And I want to pray that our communities get bigger, that our communities in our life groups, we can be encouraging one another. We can be building one another up. We can carry each other's burdens. We can see a move of the Holy Spirit. And salvation can only come from that. So God, I thank you so much for this church. I thank you so much for life groups. I thank you for how many life groups that we have. And I just pray that as we get intentional and we focus, Lord God, on life groups this year, that as a church, that we can commit, Lord God, to being part of a community, that we weren't meant to do life on our own. I know life's crazy and busy, but I pray, Holy Spirit, that you encourage us, Lord God, put something in each and every one of us to have a want to be part of this community, Lord God, to be part of a life group. And I just pray for life groups this year. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit moves in them, God. 
I pray for breakthrough in people's lives, God, that when they're going through tough times, that as a community that we can join together and pray together and encourage one another and we see breakthrough in them, God. I pray, Lord God, that where healing needs to take place, God, that people can come sick and they can live well in Jesus' Name. God, I pray that we can, we can as, as a life group, be praying for our friends that don't know You and we can invite them along to come to life groups, God, and they can join a community. They can belong, Lord God, and through that, they come to know the love that You have for them. We lift this up to You in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Amen.